Hi, I'm Ryan. And I'm Jen. And this week, I went rock climbing for probably the first time in, I'm thinking, months. And I'm much weaker than I thought I was. (laughs) (laughs) You look really fast, like so much faster than you expect. You do. But you also gain it back quickly. Hopefully. So there's that. Um, I spent the majority of my day scanning things. I feel like... I must not live in the future because there's got to be a better way to do that. I know, like, is there, are there printers that just kind of like feed in? Yeah. The, can that happen? That's a definite thing. I really <laughs> want that. It was horrible. And I just feel like yeah. I accomplished so little in such a long period of time. I'm do pretty sure like that, that? that technology has existed for decades, in fact. <laughs> I think you just buy cheap printers is what I think. Well, I think the problem is that you just don't need to scan things very often. But when you do, it's like, it's so bad. It's just hellish. It is. So welcome to our podcast, Aiming for Den. Uh, This is a place where my brother and I talk about uh, just life and its challenges and how to overcome them in a way that's sustainable and that really works for who you are. Yeah, Um, just real good stuff. Yeah, and this week we're going to talk about something that a lot of people have a really big love-hate relationship with, and that is sleep. And I want to introduce this topic by uh, going back to my buddy Adam Sandler, who isn't my buddy, and his movie Click. Ryan, have you seen that movie? Oh, yeah. I think I've seen it, like, a few times. Like, several times. It's a classic. There was a, there was a time in my life that my husband worked really – sorry, he didn't work. He studied till like, very late at night when we were first married. And so I would just watch Click sometimes by myself. That was just, just like, go-to. sob huh? during it, yeah. And sob? So I know – yeah. Oh, that part where he's in the rain, I would just cry and cry. <laughs> when he's like, family first. And he's just like, yeah. yeah. And I'm not a big movie crier, but that one just really gets me. But so here's the thing about Click. The thing is that in this movie, Adam Sandler is just all about checking boxes. He's all about, he sees, he has these goals, and he's all about just checking the boxes to get there. Um, and... In doing so, I think he really forgets about two key components of his life. He forgets about his relationships and he forgets about his health. Yeah. Or maybe he ignores those things is a better way of putting that. He puts them on autopilot is kind of how it works. He like fast forwards them. He's not putting thought or attention into them. He only cares about these like check boxes, promotions, pay raises, houses, big ambitious moments. Exactly. And that is something that in our podcast, which we're calling Aiming for Done, if, if you're thinking, you know, I need to do more, I need to be more, I need to check more boxes, I need to do boom, boom, boom through life, that is not the idea that we want you to have. In this podcast, we do not want to ever make you think that you need to neglect yourself or the people are closest to you or the things that you really value that's not what we're about Mm -hmm. I think it was probably the first podcast 
that you asked me a question of uh, like, what, what does the best version of you look like? Or it was something like that. Like, what are you going to do this week to become the best version of yourself? And I was like, I'm actually already the best version of myself, Jen, just heads up. Uh, <laughs> yes. do, you, do you remember that? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that, that reminds me of this because this isn't that, that idea of just not just checking the boxes, not just like jumping from one check mark to the next that's not what this doneness is about this doneness is about cultivating and marinating and manifesting an exceptional and awesome life for yourself and you can't yeah. you can't take part in a life like that without meaningful relationships and and profound health and happiness it's just not possible exactly and i'm glad you brought up that first podcast because um, there was a phrase in there that we used um, from our mom mm-hmm. that was anything, oh, sorry, yeah, anything worth doing is worth doing poorly. And I think that with this podcast, if you ever find yourself doing poorly, I would hope that you're doing something maybe that looks less than perfect to other people because you're focusing more on the things that really matter which might be your health it might be the people that you love yeah does that add up to you ryan oh yeah and that that instantly conjures in my mind this picture of like posting these ugly cookies or some like ugly birthday cake to your (laughs) instagram you know like or to on social media, we have these cultivated, constructed lives that we're trying to show everybody how immaculately perfect and happy we are all the time. But if we achieve that outward appearance of happiness because we were ignoring the really important things in our life, you know, maybe those cookies turned out so ugly because you had a fantastic time making them with your kids. You know? Yeah, or maybe that cake is really ugly, but your six-year-old isn't going to care if you have picture perfect photos of a cake to post he's gonna care if you were there for his birthday you know like he's gonna care about the relationship and what that looks like and that doesn't always look perfect and so when we when we bring up topics like this like sleep and and self-talk and pretty much everything we've talked about about so far these are all puzzle pieces to not just check the next box these are tools that we hope that you can use and that we're trying to use to to just dig deeper into our own happiness. Yeah, and the nice thing about something like focusing on our sleep really makes um really makes our lives a lot more sustainable. You know, if we if we keep out that part, then inevitably you are going to get burnt out at some point, whether it's in a week, in a month, you know, it's going to happen relatively quickly because you just can't mm-hmm. keep up with the things you want to do in life if you're not fueling your body the way it needs you to know, be. And I've, I've got news for you, Jen, and I can speak from experience here. If you really set your mind to it and uh, do sleep improperly, if you throw that, <laughs> that really big tenet of health just right out the window and, um, and fully commit – then you can screw up your sleep schedule in less than a day. Would, uh, <laughs> it's would, true. Yeah. It's something that can in so a, dramatically <laughs> go wrong so quickly. In a 24-hour period, and I have tested this many times, 
uh, if you really want to, you can just annihilate any health benefits of sleep just in one go. And it's oh, recoverable. Yeah. It definitely is. But uh, we've been there several times. Yeah, so, that's a really... Yeah. That's a really good point. And that's something I actually want to talk about with you because we have this culture in in our society, maybe everywhere, I don't know, but definitely in North America, of weekends being a time where we deprive ourselves of sleep. It's almost like a necessity for a good weekend. Well, and because I... Go ahead. You have to be cool. Yeah, you have to be cool. You have to be fun. You can't be fun <laughs> when you're sleeping. Like, how does that work? Yeah. I, it doesn't. You? <laughs> this is turning into like, are you gonna rap to us about like, <laughs> like an after school? Listen, kids, I'm gonna tell you about sleep. Okay, <laughs> maybe you can't be cool <laughs> and sleep a lot on the weekend, but you will have a freaking awesome Monday. Because here's the thing about Mondays: there are more car accidents that happen statistically on a Monday. There's a uh-huh. reason why people. I don't know. Is this a normal thing or do my husband and I always call it the Sunday blues. I don't know if that's like just Mm -hmm. our language or if that's it, but that is, that can't be just us. Mondays are just like a recipe for disaster. And it's because we've deprived ourselves of something so essential all weekend long. And so go ahead. I would, I would describe it as like, I, I noticed that people talk about how health and happiness, the key is balance. We hear that all the time. The key is balance. The key is balance. And it's like, okay, can you re-explain what that means? And one of the things that balance isn't is when you are whiplashing back and forth between one thing to another. Yes. So for me, and this isn't necessarily a weekend thing, but it fits your point. Often I will be like, okay, this is the plan. This is the strategy. I'm going to get the best sleep. I'm going to wake up and have the best morning. And then I'm going to go to bed and have the best night. And I will do that a couple times. And then I'll stay up till 4am binge watching the new series of Stranger Things or Life in Pieces or whatever, literally anything. I think I stayed up till 4am most recently watching this like car remodeling show that I had almost zero interest in. I, I just did it. I honestly you just tanked. <laughs> I just tanked. And 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 so then I you create the situation and this is kind of I think what you're talking about with the weekend thing is where we we go so far on one end of the spectrum, you know, staying up, um totally throwing that schedule, that sacred part of our health in a in a way out the window. And then we try to swing back in to like, okay, now we're these balanced, healthy, regimented, scheduled people again. And we give ourselves whiplash doing We that. do. We do. And so it's not a secret to you or anyone on this podcast that I really want to learn how to get up early. Um, <laughs> and yeah. one thing that I found, so Sunday is you know, traditionally my day of rest. And so it only seemed natural that I would set my alarm later on Sundays. But what I was finding was that it was almost impossible to get up on Monday at the same time when I'd slept in an hour later mm-hmm. and therefore, and stayed up an hour later and just now I was all off again. And Mondays are hard enough, right? We don't need to add that into it too. So I had to start 
uh, I had to kind of re scramble that. And I've started walking on Sundays now, still the same wake up time, but instead of a morning run, I do a slower morning walk and it is, I can't even tell you how gratifying it is, but well, I mean, <laughs> weekends are an illusion. Weekends are something that's just, we just made up at some point, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people don't even have week long jobs necessarily. Like you don't, I don't. I work weekends all the time. So yeah. my weekends are uh, like the same. the same people will all the time. Like I get burnt out on Friday. People are always like, yeah, it's Friday. And just the way that my schedule is, I'm like done by Friday because that's right. like, just how my rotation works. So I think what we're getting at here is that, you know, with, with sleep and there's this kind of the, the point to it is that it's a huge tenant of health. It's one of what I call the big three is sleep, exercise, and nutrition, not diet, nutrition. Yes. Uh, and we'll talk about that too. Don't you worry. Yeah. Those are all their topics, but those are like the three main tenants of physical health, which of course relate to emotional and mental health, like all of your health is yeah. intertwined. And, yes. And with a point that we've started out with here is that you, before we get into this, this podcast, and before we start talking about how to have a good sleep schedule and how to get restful at night and blah, 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 all the little tips and tricks that we found. All the tips. And are, I will be completely honest, a massive work in progress for me personally. Like, I will yes. here being a hypocrite, being like, well, for me, because I get my solid seven and a half hours every night on the dot. No, 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 my friends, that does not happen. This is something I am currently really working on. So I have a lot of what not to do. <laughs> but, but I know for a fact that just because of what Jen has brought up, this reminds me of this weekend idea, this make it sacred. Like this has to be important. This is a huge part of your health. And don't let the cool kids tell you what to do. I know it's cheesy, but you have to be committed to this or else it's never going to happen. Yeah. That's intense. It's harsh. Oh, preach, you know, it's a real thing. And it's, and that commitment that's, that can be a work in progress. That can be, you know, do it poorly. (laughs) Like we say, but it's a journey. So it's okay. You know, you're going to get there. Relax and enjoy it enjoy it but also but also like allow it to be sacred i know that's yes that's very namaste no. that's very holistic of me but oh it's really very holistic and i'm eating it up so <laughs> please yeah um um shall i start do you want to start us off with a tip brian well so here's the thing for me with sleep is that i think we've mentioned before you you even brought this up like what's the ideal morning but that's half the picture. Yes. Sleep is about the bookends. Sleep has a very clear start and a very clear end. And um, those things have to respect each other. Because for me, if I, I can plan out my perfect ideal morning where I wake up on the dot, where I, when I decide and I exercise right away or I eat a healthy breakfast or I start planning or whatever it is that I want to be immediately doing that I think will start my day off on the right foot. If I don't have a evening that respects that and vice versa, mm-hmm. it will very quickly die. It will wither like a, like a plant 
in the sun with no water. It will just die. Yes. Sorrowfully and immediately. <laughs> we're being dead. I feel like we're being We pick like the least. We're like, okay, sleep. We've talked about positive self-talk. We've talked about all these intense subjects. Now let's talk about sleep. And we're just it's, it will die. <laughs> <laughs> it's important though. It's it's like this you do it a third of your life. A third of your life is dedicated to sleep. You know? Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's true for everyone. Yeah. Certainly not for new mothers. Oh, dear. So what, okay, what about that? Like for me, my sleep schedule revolves literally only around the choices that I make. Right. So I, I'm assuming that that is a different situation for you. You have three humans and a husband. and a- Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I think though you pretty much like, okay. So as a new mom, you just have to know that first year you're never going to sleep when you want to, and that's going to happen. But after that, like other than that, I pretty much do need to realize that I can take the reins here, whether that means really focusing on sleep training my kids and doing whatever it takes to make sure that they have good sleep habits so that I can have good sleep habits. And, and then, yeah, if, if you're sure, I think that's a huge struggle with people who are married or in relationships, um, like long-term relationships that you feel like, Oh, I don't want to go to bed because this is our only time together. Well, the reality is make that time count and don't sacrifice your health for that because you'll have a better relationship in the end if you're sleeping you'll say better things you'll love each other better it'll just be better so keeping that in my head helps me well even I mean some element of that still happens with me I work evenings a lot of the time so if I come home at 10 30 at night you know when that happens a lot of the time it's like oh I'm done work I need some like play you know but right. That's a huge, it's a huge, trap. huge trap. A lot of the time, the only thing I can do is like wash my face, chill out for a minute, maybe read or journal, and then I go to bed. And I have to be okay with that. Yeah, because because otherwise the alternative is that you're numbing out on something, right? That's your phrase. Well, numbing out or just, or I'm prioritizing something over my health in that moment. I'm or over over something that I've valued over something that I've said that I should have integrity to, which is never fun either. You know, when you've sat down and you've been like, I want to start having a routine. I want to start having a plan. Um, which I guess that's kind of my next point, but a lot of the things that revolve around sleep are scheduled and planned and routine based. And when you start to not have integrity to that, when you start to not follow through with those things, you can start to create a lot of guilt for yourself. And I really like what you said there because it's so important. Like you said, that your mornings um, honor your nights and your nights honor your mornings, because if your nights are truly honoring your mornings, then there should be some, like, it's okay that I'm going to bed early because my morning is something to look forward to because I'm doing exactly what I want to be doing with my morning. So it's, I'm tired right now. It's time for bed. And that's okay because it's not that I just 
I'm just getting out of bed five seconds before work. No, I'm going to do something that is meaningful to me in the morning. And that yeah. makes all the difference, right? Be- yeah. No. I think Sorry. Really- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's harder when we're not looking at each other. I think it, it really helps propel you and gives you a reason to go to bed, right? The other little key piece of this, and this is the last thing I'll say about it, is when you're planning your day, for me, I have often my daytime is more open if I'm working in the evening. And if I waste that and then I go to work and then I get home and I'm like, I didn't do anything today. I had no fun. I still need some fun today. Yeah. But if I know ahead of time, I'm not going to have time to give myself anything after work. Let me get, I'll give it to myself now. I will, I'll take what I want from this day and make it the day that I want it to be while I have the time. And then you don't even end up going to bed early. You end up going to bed on time. You're not wasting. You're not, you're, you're using the day that's been given to you based off of what, how it works for you. Oh, that's so good. Cause we, Hans and I always went to bed early when we were on our trip in Vietnam and I couldn't figure it out. And someone pointed out to me, well, it's because you felt like you were doing things that you wanted to do that day. You go, I go and, to bed so early on vacation because you're just like, gassed yeah you know like I will I remember when I was down in Mexico it was like me and my three buddies and we're all these college guys and you'd think we'd just be up till like just the crack of dawn every night which we did a couple times we're on vacation but still a lot of the time it was like oh we've been partying and playing all day long and it's nine and we're let's go to bed (laughs) we do it all the time it was crazy but And I think we really, like, there's going to be things that you're not going to enjoy during the day. But if we can build in as many things as possible that are really life-giving into our days, whether that means you're dealing with a million poop diapers or whatever gross things you have to do while you're serving at Earl's or whatever your life means, uh, whoever's listening to this, build some things in that are meaningful to you, that matter to you even if it just takes you five minutes and then you'll be able to give that sleep to yourself because you feel like you deserved it and you feel like it's okay. It's okay to be done. So we've talked a lot about kind of the theology behind all of this, the, the emotion and the idea and the sanctity of it. What about the logistics? You know, we've said the word routine a couple of times and I don't think that any healthy sleep exists without some type of routine without a big type of routine. And that's a hard thing to commit yourself to. Even that idea for some people is very scary. Do you want to speak to that a well, little I think, bit? I think that us? that's just like you, you have good sleep doesn't happen by accident. No. And that's just how it is. I don't think with the big three that I mentioned, exercise, nutrition, and sleep in no one's life, do those things exist by accident. And that is one of the most oh, just gut-wrenching, horrible things someone can do to you is when you feel like you're becoming successful in one of those areas that they will attribute that to just like how your body functions, your biology or something like that. Just gets me right yeah. there, you know? Like you've been just striving and bleeding and planning and just like – Focusing every fiber of your energy on just altering this fundamental part of your life. Or maintaining it, you know? Like, I just just feel like it's not fair when people tell me that I could never get fat. 
because I could <laughs> if I wanted to. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's like, I mean, I, I don't know. I think we're we're like, we're like, I think we're about to tumble down the road. Yeah, I, I I'm pretty privileged for a second. Like, it's just so hard being skinny. Um. No, it's not hard, but it is frustrating when when I have a huge thing of Halloween candy up in my cupboard that I have put high enough that it's difficult for me to read. I know that my body doesn't want that, even mm. though I want it. And people are just telling me that I don't have to try. No, I have to try mm-hmm. not to eat it. Or, you know, and usually I just don't buy it. But Halloween. Halloween. Sometimes, you know. Anyways, this is about sleep. Tripped down memory lane. We would get our Halloween candy and Jen's would last for months. Months. And mine would last yeah, but- days. Days. But this was a really convenient setup for me because I could just demolish my candy and then slowly steal and siphon yours. <laughs> but that didn't happen by accident. Oh. It wasn't just like I didn't want it. I was saving it. I like to try and have a candy a day until Christmas. That was always my goal. Candy, I remember that. And I would do everything <laughs> I could to sabotage that plan through thievery. Um, anyway, do digress. But, but... Let's talk about the routine part. Let's talk about the parts that aren't easy and the logistics. And, and um, we, what does, we've asked ourselves this, why don't we look at it for each other? What does very quickly an ideal night and an ideal morning look for you, look like for you? Hello? Um, we'll have to edit that out. Yes. I don't know um, where we ended. We'll just say, just ask the question again. What is an ideal morning? But yeah. let's just say, what does an ideal night look like? Okay. Um, okay. So I'm going to jump back to the part where I say we digress. Okay. I can, I can stick it in everywhere. Um, well, I, uh, okay. Uh, sorry. I'm just trying to think, I'm trying to remember what, what part works best. Um, okay. Let's talk about that routine though. Let's talk about the logistics for you, Jen. What, what does an ideal night look like? Ooh. So can I insert a tip into this? A very short tip. Go for it. Okay. Um, Gretchen Rubin. Yep. Gretchen Rubin taught me that it's really important to get ready for bed an hour before your bedtime. So that's where my routine starts. Um, and the reason for that is just because by the time it's your bedtime, you're tired and you want to get all the chores out of the way. So you're not putting those chores off. So brush your teeth. If you're a flosser, floss your teeth, get your pajamas on, get all the dirty work, the stuff that you don't want to do later out of the way because it's boring. And then you can just enjoy your night. Um, So for me, that sometimes means I'm 
listening to soft music. I usually go around like dimming all the lights, like a little dimming fairy. And I <laughs> get a cup of warm liquid and I go, I didn't think that I would do this, but I definitely have started going into my bed because by the time you have your pajamas on, your bed just kind of starts to call you a little bit. So I usually end up in my bed somewhere around 930, which is crazy for me. And, and then I read and then, uh, 10 o'clock is lights out. That's my routine. Oh, and I shower somewhere in there. That's part of the chores. Yeah. Yeah. And actually it makes me look forward to going to bed that much more when I feel clean. Cause I'm not, I wasn't a very consistent shower before recently. <laughs> well, I'm just going to leave that there. That's a, that's a topic for We'll do a hygiene podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, tell, tell me about your routine, Ryan. Um, I Okay, so I will be completely honest. As I mentioned before, I have a lot of hypothetical ideas of I, what I think a routine could be. I don't have one. And that is the main problem of my life right now. And I think the trap that a lot of people fall into is they believe they have a routine. We sit here and we've like read all those articles and we've heard all those things about getting ready an hour early or dimming the lights or any of that stuff. And we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know all these things, but we haven't created a genuine plan or we haven't given ourselves a strategy or an actual routine where we say, I'm going to do this at this time. I'm going to do this at that time. Um, and I don't have that. I don't. Yeah. And a tip for people, including you, that don't have that, one of the best ways I've found for creating a routine, whether it's your morning routine or just like a routine around your eating or whatever it is, is to journal about it. So if you can kind of record in a planner or in a little notebook or something, even your notes, no, not on your phone. Don't do it on your phone because then you got a screen in your face at night. But um, lights. Stay yeah. away. <laughs> Don't do that. But if you can, if you can record even for a few days, it doesn't take long, honestly, for you to realize what you like and what you don't like and for you to really synchronize something that works. Um, yeah, that's huge. I love, creating a routine. I love that idea because of what you said, what you like and what you don't like, because yeah. I feel like often I've tried to cheat when creating a routine. I'll just look at somebody else who has a very well fleshed out routine that works for them and I'll copy and paste it onto my life and it will fall apart because it's oh. not mine. Yes. And, and we, we all do time. that. Yeah. We all the time. Because we, sorry. Because we, we, we see, Oh, the most successful people do this or the, the most wealthy people do that or like this type of entrepreneur or, business woman or congress person i don't know they have this quality and so we just say i'm going to do that i'm going to copy paste it without consideration to our strengths weaknesses likes or dislikes yeah and and at the very core of our souls it, it's just so important that we're loving what we're doing and that we're drawn to engaging in our goals, right? Like that should be a no brainer, but for some reason we always think it needs to be, we're, we always need to be moving against the grain when we're doing things that are good, but that is so 
yeah, it might be hard, but do, do it the way that you love. Yeah. You can love, you can love hard things or challenging things. And I love that idea that it's like, A, trust, like, this is a routine for you. Trust yourself. Let yourself be an advocate for this. Yes. I really like that. Yeah, and that is so important because the main ingredient in this whole situation is you. You have to be making this plan and be a collaborator in it. You have to be a part of it. It has to be considerate to you and who you are. That's the whole point. But uh, Yes, I love that. Yeah, so in all of the things that we've talked about, in the theory behind sleep and why it's so important and the elements of a routine and how to make one and what makes it good and all this stuff, uh, I've got a couple more tips, just a, a few really quick kind of fire off things that I think for me have been really crucial. Do you have any, Jen? Yeah. Go for it. Do you want me to start? I just have one. It's that we need to be really careful about napping because um, often we get, we have, we kind of fall off the wagon with our sleep and then we, the way to fix it is a nap, but often that nap comes too late in the day and then it upsets the whole schedule. We get in this pattern of napping and staying up later than we should, but we still don't get the right quality of sleep that our body needs. So there are going to be seasons of your life and times in your life where napping is essential and just kind of like try to do it as early in the day as you can or shorter naps are usually better for that reason because they don't upset your sleep. Um, But just to be really cautious of them and if you can, try to keep it to the one bad night sort of mentality where if you know you have a chance to go to bed early and get a full night's sleep, the next night do that instead Mm. rather than that yeah that's a tough one for me it's like calculating like okay i know today might suck but if i play my cards right i'm gonna get to bed tonight i'm gonna have a great sleep and i'm gonna start things off the ball rolling kind of thing you know um love that i don't particularly struggle with naps what i struggle with is literally everything else so, <laughs> okay, tell me. So, about it. I mean, I'm a big screens guy. I love me some Netflix. I used to play a lot more video games, but I could still get caught up in them sometimes. They're really easy, indulgent stuff. And social media is a huge one. I'm going to throw those into the same category of just screens. Um, it's different for everybody. Yes. Maybe it's that idea I haven't had any fun today, or I don't know, it's just an indulgent thing, or FOMO, like that fear of missing out is huge. You know, like, sitting in bed at the end of the day and just scrolling through everybody's fantastic, exciting, sexy lives on Instagram. That's something that can suck your time away really quickly. And doesn't it release dopamine? Oh, it's like, it's like a dopamine, it's like a dopamine drip. It's just enough to get you hooked, but it'll just leave you wanting more. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's like the IV drip of dopamine. Um, marginally small to the dopamine you get when being well rested significantly. Um, but, uh, so I have to like, this is part of the commitment thing for me. I have to know that not just when I like, and be like time to be unconscious, but in the time preceding that in the routine time that I need to set up, I need to allow myself to get away from those things and find better 
more relaxing, more like winding down things to do. Reading, journaling, um, any of that kind of stuff are, are big ones. Um, relaxing stuff. Meditation. I'm going to throw in a pitch for meditation and some mindfulness here. Ooh, relaxing yoga. Uh, I never do that at night, but it sounds nice. Yeah, but like... I've always pictured myself doing it at night. Med- meditating before bed, morning and nighttime are like my key meditation times. I love it. And great mindfulness stuff. Can't say enough about how great meditating is before bed. Um, my other tips, we mentioned this, creating a sleepy atmosphere. Mm. The screens get away from the blue lights, dim the lights, drink and eat nice things. Don't fill up on food. Like all of that stuff that can contribute. You don't want to be hungry, but you don't want to be stuffed. You don't want to be overstimulated. You want to be, you like that hour before bed, your life should transform into a spa. It should be comfortable and cozy and, and just, just nice. And give yourself that gift and think about the things in that time that you would enjoy and that would create that environment for you. Um, Okay. And I'll make this point quickly. I'll pound this one home one more time. Make it sacred. When you're setting up that routine, understand that you will need to prioritize things. You will need to sacrifice some things or you'll need to be willing to plan ahead throughout your day so you have time for them, not when you should be sleeping or when you should be getting ready for sleep or when you should be waking up. It has to be a sacred time. Those are amazing tips. Thank you, Ryan. I think that's that's all of the ones that I have. I'm sure there are more, but the last – Last tip is, okay. is, is make it your own. Make it your own and experiment. It's what you said. You know, like listen yep. to yourself, journal about it, experiment it, make it a process, make it a journey, and learn to love going to sleep and waking up and that, what that means for you and what it gives you. It's your sustenance. It's so good. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it all. Ryan, now I want to know, how have you been doing? Tell me about yourself. How's your week, your whatever? Well, we talked about in one of our recent podcasts some self-care stuff. And you were positing, you were you were promoting the idea that self-care should be done on an individual creative basis. Yes. That's not right. And I I did admit that I have to I haven't been cultivating a lot of that in my life I don't have a lot of hobbies or interests or activities or challenges or things in my life that fit that category for me right now yeah that self-care should really be like the way you described yourself in the gym in that episode of kind of moving towards a version of yourself that you really like that Mm -hmm. that should be part of self-care that movement towards becoming more yourself I guess yeah and I, I I can't say like oh I tried it out and it's been amazing I have been much more aware of it and I've experimented on it lightly and it has definitely come to light that this is something that I could definitely use in my life I have a lot of time right now um, just the way that my work is and my schedule and my responsibilities have kind of shifted the last year or so I do have quite a bit of time on my hands most days and using that in a way that cultivates myself, I, I, I want to figure out how to do that more. So that's an in process thing for me. Awesome. How about you? How are you doing? 
Okay. Well, let me tell you how I'm doing. <laughs> I have a, I have an anecdote to share that gives you a little window into how Jen is doing. Um, so because I've been thinking a lot about sleep, I actually had a chance to go on a girls retreat this last weekend, which was amazing. But I think it was even more amazing for me because I left the party early every day. I was not the cool kid. And I started the party early too. So at 6 a.m., I popped out of bed and, uh, and did my usual morning routine even when I was on a little vacation. And it was so life-giving to me. And I think because of that, I felt this just so energized going into this week. And uh, I found myself in Costco with all three of my kids. And they were so good. They were so good in there. And I was just so pumped. And we got so many samples. We were planning on getting lunch. But I thought, we're all full from samples. Let's get ice cream. So I ordered some ice cream cones, not realizing how huge the ice cream cones <laughs> in Costco really are. Like, they're like two feet long. And so my little kids are sitting there. And I had not order one for myself because I thought I'd share one with my youngest. And so I'm like trying to – I ended up having to scoop the ice cream cone out of her ice and put it in like a little cup because she physically – she had broken her ice – cream cone in half and just couldn't manage it at all <laughs> so I'm dealing with this like crumpled up ice just cream ice cone cream trying to like mask. eat it and it's it's lunchtime in Costco so things are crazy things are wild and I think um my littlest girl was just so excited about this ice cream cone that she was demolishing that she didn't realize she had to go to the bathroom so she just starts peeing like like fully she like gives a little whimper and then just starts peeing all over the little costco bench right like it's happening yeah and we're in the middle so everyone can see and i start cupping the pee in my hand because i didn't know what else to do (laughs) and after a time i just she's kind of got most of her pee out it's maybe dripping a little and i just start rushing her to the bathroom's ditch my other two kids who are not old enough to be left alone in the middle of Costco and she comes back wearing the scarf kind of like a a little uh, Hawaiian skirt around her body because I had I just got rid of her pants I was like nope I'm not dealing with these threw them in the garbage and we emerged triumphant from the bathrooms and she's just covered in chocolate still. Like, I got it off of her face, but she's covered in chocolate. And this this family friend, um, Chuck Ormston, actually, oh. I didn't even realize he was in Costco, but he announces that he's cleaned up the pee for me while I was gone. But, okay, the point is... Yes. That through all this, there is a point. <laughs> the point is that I think in those situations, usually... I'm pretty, like, pretty sorry for myself. And I really exude that. Just this, like, total, like, okay, I got to get through this situation. Head down. Nobody look at me. I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed of my kids in this situation. But because I was so well-rested and we've talked about positive self-talk, you know what? I stayed really jolly through the whole thing. And I was smiling and I was laughing and I was like, looking at people like, yeah, this is happening. This is my life. And, <laughs> and I came back and 
I was just amazed. Like five people were like talking to me, telling me how, how cute my outfit was, how awesome it is to see me just out there having fun with my kids and not super worried about everything. And I had kind of had this impression throughout motherhood that the world was against me and, and like always looking to trip me up. But maybe, just maybe from that experience, I realized that people are rooting for you. People are rooting for me. And also when, when I have this optimistic outlook, people really are rooting for me. You know, like when they can see that it's still fun, then they want to just like, like there are people who honestly looked like they were going to just run up and hug me. They were so pumped about the situation. It was amazing. It was just, just such the, a good moment. Just catching your kids' pee. <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of a crowded cross i could just see like i could just see this like sitcom zoom up on your face doing like the smirky shrug just like well <laughs> say la vie kids <laughs> you know like <laughs> oh yeah and it was fun it was a situation that should have been horrible that was fun and that was life-changing for me so well i yeah. love that point and I would like to add it to the mantra of our show. Not only are we trying to just teach you not to check boxes and to live a fulfilling life, this stuff should be fun. Like it, it should be hard and challenging, but it, it should breathe life into your life. It should fire and fuel and energy so you can smile and enjoy yourself. I love that. Yes. Love it. I'm exceptionally glad it didn't happen to me. <laughs> maybe one day if you should be so lucky and on, on on that note folks i think that we are done yeah i think that's it for this week we're done <laughs>